Today we're going to do a recap on the Sunday games that happened today. Alright, let's just get into it. So first we're going to go to La Liga. Barcelona played against Celta Vigo at home. So really, some of the games are coming up like they're important games. Majority of them are like home games. So that should be really exciting for Barcelona. It should give them courage even though they're lagging, they're tired. The injured list is just going on and on. They still have that spirit with them at home with the fans behind them. So... This game coming in, since we have a lot of players injured. In fact, I all our central defense, are all of them, all of them are hurt. Okay, three left back. You got Jordi Alba coming back to the lineup, and then you got and you got Alazio playing with PK in central mid, and then they put Blade at right instead of left. But anyway, and then the mid you got the usual the the Spaniards are in the middle, and then at the top they had Torres in there. I was quite surprised that he was he made it to the starting list. Lewandowski and instead of starting Dembele, Rafinha played this one. So from that lineup, you're not really getting anything of it. Um, you're just the main. My main focus was just the back. Like how was this gonna work? Having three left backs play defense. It didn't work all that well, but it worked enough to where we'll see another day. You know what I mean? The first half of the game, I mean, they were phenomenal. Like it looked, they should have scored. At least two or three goals. You know, Lewandowski, I don't know. The dude's just been disappearing. He was messing balls up, passes. Anyway, so the first half, very clean. Everybody kind of did their part very nicely. They just could have. They just didn't take their chances as much as they should have had. Like the first goal was trademark Barcelona. Alba has the ball, puts a great pass to Gabby. Gabby comes in and crosses in. In the midst of the defender trying to stop the cross, he kind of just... Lays it perfectly for Pedri, and it's a goal. It's one or nothing. And right when that goal scored, you're assuming the floodgates open. We're gonna see some more goals, but there's there was no goals. So second half coming in, you know, you're thinking goals will come, more goals will come. Second half starts, the whole thing changes. Celta Vigo seems like they took something. They came back and they came back swinging. And honestly, the second half. Barca should have just lost. Like, Celta Vigo was definitely the stronger team. They had so many chances. Schurstegen had one of the best games of his life. He almost broke his back, okay? And some of the defender, when, even when they made the switch, Dijon came in, Dembele came in, uh, Ansu Fati came in. And really, they didn't really make that much of an impact. You get what I mean? In fact, I would say the midfield got weaker right when Pedri got left. But either way, yeah, the tempo changes, and but whatever they do, whatever Celta Vigo do, they just can't score. Vasquez had a great goal one on one with Schurstegen, and he still couldn't pass him. So really, this was just all Schurstegen game, really, and that's all we have to thank for. PK got laid down on the ground like that; it was quite embarrassing. And and this is like in the build up for the goal that they dismiss uh, for Celta Vigo. And that goal itself, man, when it was coming, right when Pika fell on the ground like that, looking silly, I was like, this is a goal. It was a goal. Luckily, he was upside and they, were, they disallowed the goal. And also, another controversy, another penalty that was completely obvious, we didn't get. Okay, like how in the world was that not a penalty? Even let's just say he, was, he left his leg in there. Okay, they all do that. I can, give, I can show you endless of, you know what? The penalty choices are extremely subjective. 
that's all I'm going to say on that one. But either way, three points is three points. You know, there's 30 games in the season. It's very long. There's a World Cup in the middle. So any 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 scrambles, it's fine. Just remember, the big games is what matter. You know, we got a classical coming up. Uh, we got Bayern. We got Inter Milan. Wednesday, we got Inter Milan. So all these games are very important coming up. And the way they play today, those chances the other team were creating and missing, I don't think a team like Inter Milan is going to do that. Because remember the last game, Inter Milan had one chance, and it was a goal. Anyway, that's it. So going to the Premier League, Manchester United and Everton played. And this game was like, so the midfield they played was basically the midfield I like, which is Bruno Fernandes, Eriksen, and Casemiro. So obviously, these are my guys, you know what I mean? And this game... You could see the potentials. You get what I'm saying? You can see where this could go. And I know the first goal that Casemiro obviously just messed it up. And they get a goal. I mean, that's how they Everton got that goal. And that goal was like... I mean, that was a worldly goal. Awobi could never score like that again. He hasn't scored since like April. I think that's what they were saying. until Since April. So that was just like one of those goals that it was just... You, you, you can have it. Go ahead, man. It was a great celebration. And the funny thing is, the goal that Manchester United equalized with was a mess up from Awobi and Casemiro stopping him. You know? Football. Football is great. So, you know, my, my guy, my guy got man of the match. And he still need. I think he still needs some time to really adjust to the whole league and just with his players that he's playing with. And But again, by next season, I think Casemiro... Casemiro is gonna, it's gonna kill it. He's gonna kill it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Ronaldo started off the bench and Martial started, and Rashford was on the left side. Bruno Fernandez was in the middle, and then they had Anthony. You know, I was criticizing Anthony for just being an expensive player. Tim Harden was like, I gotta get this player regardless how much it costs. They paid a premium money for this player, and so far in the season, he scored a goal every game he played. I, I believe that right there is already $50 million product for Manchester United. You get what I'm saying? These are what they needed. They needed these things. So it was good to see that he got his first goal. And right when he scored the goal, it kind of, you can see that like the tempo changes. Manchester United were basically bossing them up a little bit. And then they get the goal. Uh, and then they get that goal from Ronaldo. And now it's two to one. It's like, that's the first half. And second half is just them like playing back and forth. You know, anybody could have really scored, but nobody really scored. Until Rashford scored that goal, but it was obviously ruled out because it was upside. Other than that, it's a good result for Manchester United. It's a win that they needed. And for Anthony, you know, a player that needs to be informed throughout this long season. And then you got Rashford, who has been solid the past few games he's been played. Fernandez fixing his mistake. And I think just having Casemiro in there and just spreading that kind of mindset, like a champion mindset, I think he could really change this midfield. And the back, the back still needs some work, but whatever. You, as long as they can fix the mid really well, the front, I mean, it's coming together perfectly. And if you got those two clicking very well, you just have to outscore their opponents. You know what I mean? But anyway, that's it for that game. And in the big game of today, it was Liverpool and Arsenal. This was a home game for Arsenal. Arsenal team who is on a mission to let the world know, yes. This is a new era for Arsenal. You know what I mean? Because for a while, Arsenal fans were... <laughs> I mean, these guys have been complaining how terrible they are. They wanted the manager to be fire. They want to play... I mean, it was... 
there was so much drama the last three years. So for them to be where they are right now, you know, this is this is the definition of progress. They made some small move. They brought Autogar, Martinelli, Asaka, Jesus. I mean, Thomas, Ben White. I mean, they, they killed it. They killed the transfer and they slowly just build these player up. And these are young players too. So they can keep this going for the next three or four years. But going to the game, you know, Jesus started up top. You know, I mean, this, the first goal, the first goal, it just shows you the, the quality change that happened in Arsenal. I mean, Ortegaard passed, you know, this kid is definition of, you know, just working it out. Keep pushing through it. Eventually, you, knowing that you will make it. Because he's been through so many clubs. You know, this kid, when he was 16 or 15, whatever, he was like subbing for Ronaldo in the Champion League. You know what I'm saying? But throughout the years, he couldn't get into Real Madrid's midfield because that midfield is straight up solid. Okay? You get what I'm saying? So, and he wanted playing time. He made he made the smart move of like going to different club, going to different leagues, taking his time, really learning. And then he came to Arsenal somehow. Okay? And here you go. And now he's basically becoming a new Ozil. You get what I'm saying? This guy has a long way to go and he can really dominate this midfield. Anyway... And then you got Saka, player who they were, I mean, they were talking mad smack on this guy just for like missing a penalty. But, and today, how they win was by a penalty. You know what I mean? Anyway, just, it's all around. And, oh, and then you got Jesus, a person who felt like, you know, nobody really believed him when he was at Manchester City. And he was just that guy at Manchester City. And I think him leaving and coming to Arsenal he, he kind of showed that, like, he's not just some guy. He's Jesus. On the other side, Liverpool, Nunes finally started. Instead of starting Fabinho, they started uh, they started Jota. And Salah played as well. And for their mid, they had Henderson and Thiago. Now, the thing is, Henderson... Let's be real here, okay? Let's, let's just be real for a minute. Henderson is speed and strength. That's it. And I say that simply because, you know... It's great to have a player who worked their butt off. You know, all your captains are usually, they, they have that kind of mindset. But when you just have that, and then you only have Thiago there, a person who's, he's just, a, he's a great passer. I don't really know him for being a defender. He's known for really being a good passer. And then going to the defend, Alexandra, you know, dude's still the same, you know, shown by the first goal, of course. And then Van Dyke, my guy is just, I don't know if he's having the BGs or whatever. But he's just not been on it. So really what really comes down to this game is that Arsenal was truly just better team. Like every time Arsenal scored and Liverpool uh, scored again, you felt like Arsenal was going to score again. Like it, it never looked like Arsenal was just going to stop scoring. They had no fear. They, they really wanted to show that like they are the new Liverpool. Liverpool is going down. Arsenal is going up at Liverpool's place. Okay? New era, guys, for Arsenal. Anyway, that's all I got for today.